0: And welcome to Hockey Te Charcha, a podcast series launched by Hockey India in April 2021 with an intention to bring interesting stories of hockey stars who have carved the niche for themselves representing the glorious past, present and the promising future of the sport. I'm your host Nandini and in today's episode we have a very important guest. He is indeed the man of the moment, Chief Coach Graham Reid, under whose guidance the Indian men's hockey team ended a 41-year-long wait to stand on the podium at the Olympic Games. Since he took over the top job with the men's team in 2019, the men in blue have made significant progress having won the FIH series final, the FIH Olympic qualifiers and the Olympic test event. They even showcased excellent performances in the FIH Hockey Pro League that made them a serious contender for a medal in Tokyo. In this episode, we will talk more about Graham's experience so far and his plans for the next Olympic cycle. Graham, welcome to Hockey Te Charcha.
1: Yeah, thanks very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Graham, it's only been a few days since you landed in New Delhi after winning that historic bronze in Tokyo. But tell me, has the euphoria sunk in yet?
1: <laughs> well, uh, you you always have a feeling of of, of how important hockey is uh, to to India and and Indian people. And uh, to be honest, you, you're not quite real. I wasn't quite ready for for what what unfolded when we got off the air, aircraft in uh, in Delhi a couple of days ago. It was uh, truly uh, mind blowing. It was it was fantastically amazing. Uh, we, we got off the we got off the plane and. Uh, Coming up, the race, the, uh, as you come come into the uh, the terminal itself, was just full of people. The terminal was full of people. It was, <laughs> it was uh, all all wanting photos and selfies and uh, and everything else. And this is before we even uh, went through customs or immigration or anything. So, right. it was, and I didn't stop from there all the way through to to the uh, the Ashoka Hotel. It was it was uh, amazing.
0: Fantastic! You have been part of five Olympic games now, but have you seen this kind of reception after winning a medal and coming back home?
1: <laughs> no, no. I I, I think um, if if uh, if memory serves me, even when when we won the silver in uh, in '92, it the it was um you know two two people and and their dog was were at the airport to meet us. Uh, but uh, and I think even and of course. It's, it's COVID at the moment with, with the Australians going home now that they, they there was no one at the airport. But yes, I, it, it was uh, certainly something that, that I'd, I'd never experienced before. And and uh, as you say, uh, I've been to five Olympics and, and this was certainly one of the most memorable that, that I will ever experience.
0: Absolutely. Graham, before we talk a little bit more about the Olympic Games itself and find out... Um, if you've had the chance to in- introspect about the performance. I want to ask you about the past 18 uh, months in specific. Um, we've heard from the players about how they dealt with the lockdown and the challenges it brought with it. Yeah. But um, tell us about you, you know, I ask you this because um, you've, you've gone through your own challenges. We saw Chris Cirello, who was your deputy, um, he left due to personal reasons, and then we had the team's physio David McDonald leaving yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So, how did you deal with the situation, and did you at any point feel a little bit overwhelmed with the task at hand?
1: Yeah, it's um, it, it was an interesting time, uh, and and a lot of it was um, you know so so David and Chris are both un- unfortunately I think were victims of the. Of the pandemic, in in the fact that uh, it extended their tenure by by a certain amount of time, and and if you remember during during those periods, there really wasn't any security or surety that there was going to actually be a, we were going to there was going to be an Olympic Games. You know, people were saying at the time, but there were a lot of. Uh, a lot of things happening in the background, which we of course had no idea about, uh, you know. But the, they were coming out of of Great Britain and, and, and England about the the fact that it's not going to the, the, there may not be or there won't be Olympics, and so there were there there was no real security as far as that's concerned, and and um, and I think um, Australia having been COVID free and it's a real struggle to get in and out of, of Australia then that, uh, that that I think that they took their their job opportunity to, mm-hmm. to go home and then it all became a bit difficult so so yes it, and, and that was a big a big hit to the to the team but also of course to the staff and to me personally um, but I, I, I was also reasonably confident that that uh, that the steps that we had in place were, were the right ones and, and that we could push on and 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 um, and that's and where we were able to find you know uh, Canon as physio and 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 Greg who uh, who'd been Greg Clark the uh, <clears throat> the the assistant coach who who also had had four years experience as a in 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 Olympic games so uh, and had worked with this group before so. He, he was available, and, and uh, he he was working with Canada, and and, and so it all sort of met, was meant to happen, I think, because uh, it all sort of fell fell together pretty quickly uh, after it was all all worked out, you know. So, um, so we, we, we got back on 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 the horse pretty quickly if when you when you look back uh, through it. Uh, there, there were a few months there where where it was a bit unsure, but then so was the so was the whole the whole program. As I said, the Olympics, you know, is it is it going to happen? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think through it all, one one of the great things for, for me personally was was that my wife Julia was was with me in in si Bangalore. So mm-hmm. that sort of made things a little bit easier. Of course, we didn't get to see our. We still haven't. Or Julia is now and back in Australia, but but I, I haven't seen their kids since uh, since December or Christmas uh, two thousand and nineteen. So, um, mm. so yes, it, it it was one of those times where uh, and <clears throat> to, to be totally honest, I think it, it it ended up playing quite a major role mm. in in what transpired in 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 Tokyo because when when you look back through uh, through history, you see that when groups of people go through uh, bad times, uh, that it creates a bonding. And, um, and I think, you know, whether they're challenging times, bad times, whatever you want to call it, uh, the sacrifices that pretty much everybody uh, in the program had to make during that period of of not seeing uh things like just just little things that you normally take for granted like you know second birthdays third birthdays uh first Mm -hmm. time some your 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 child walks um people people's uh funerals and and you know mothers passing away fathers grandfathers you -hmm. know all those sort of things which which uh at various stages of lockdown, some some struggled to 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 be able to attend those, and they weren't able to, and and so, yeah, that, I started down that path by 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 thinking that that the pandemic allowed a few things to happen. It, it allowed me to get to know the the group a little bit better because uh, I, I really, you know, before then I'd, had been with the group probably in eleven months or so, but then after that, we you know, of course, when you are in in such Close proximity for that amount of time, you, you do get to know people and you get to know their 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 foibles and their advantages and their their positives and all that, uh, all warts and all if you like and and uh, and and them me as well. So so the team got to know me a little bit better, which I think is a is a major part of of coach player relationship, and and so that that uh, that all came about. But also as I as I said, I I, I kept saying to to the guys, look when when this when you a group goes through adversity it binds together it will bond us and we we will share this experience and people getting covid you know being tested every week and not sure whether or not you're going to have it not even knowing what the disease was at certain stages how serious it would be you know we're hearing of lots of of deaths is it is it affecting young people is it affecting old people is it you know what what is it what does it mean and and you know, when a fair few of our guys uh, got it early, you mm. know, there, there was no roadmap to follow. We we had to uh, we had to make our own path as to their way forward and and how they come back into training. And you know, you look back at it, we were quite conservative, but rightly so because because there was no data on it. You know, mm. um, I, I'm talking a lot here, but,
0: uh, <laughs> but no, but uh, but interesting, you said that because you know uh, when you you came in. Uh, if we didn't have enough time uh in the Olympic cycle per se. No, and no
1: that, that's right.
0: Yeah, and I think it, a lot it did feel of them, short. Absolutely. And and a lot of them did have that concern whether you would end up having that time you may have required, you know, to prepare a team. Mm. So um so in that sense, um this this one added year did kind of help.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I, I think so. I, I, on, on those both fronts, I think, because because yeah, the finish of that story really is that is that I kept saying to them, look, um, it will tell that the um, that adversity and that uh, that resilience that that this group has shared together will come out when when the chips are down, and and you know you look you've really got to look at the at the bronze medal game to see when when we were one three down, it would have been very easy to. To uh, give up and and uh, say okay it's not our day but but they, they didn't they, they pulled together and and what you saw there was a was a magnificent example of of fighting back and and you know taking the next step at a time one goal and then another goal and then another goal and that's that's the sort of uh, that's the mentality that, that we've been trying to build but uh, as I said you you really only get that or you really only see that when when, uh, when you are under pressure. And, and I think that was a, uh, a good thing.
0: Right, right. So, Coach, you were talking about that bronze medal match and uh, the mentality of the players. I am going to come to that a little bit, in a little bit, because I did have a chat with some of the players. But uh, again, if we can recap to uh, before the Olympic Games, okay. I specifically want to talk to uh, you about... About the team selection itself, you know, um, around that time, there was a little bit of concern that um, while I think a lot of them in general backed the decision of going with young players, uh, people who knew what the conditions are going to be in Tokyo, they understood just why, you know, you would take a young team. But there was also a a slight doubt that uh, some of the big names were left out. But if now when we look back, uh, of course, this team has done fabulously well and it really didn't, you know, sh- show that they were playing the Olympics for the first time or probably, you know, they didn't have that many caps under their belt to kind of take on big teams like um, Belgium or a Germany or a GB for that matter. So what are your thoughts really about this team and how they progressed into the tournament itself?
1: Yeah, well, if if we start back at... Uh... Because um, one of the toughest things that you have to do as a coach is is to to not select someone, and and that that if you've ever had to to go through that process, then I I, I think you would understand. But it, it's it's really really tough um, because you know you get you you get to know them, you get to understand them, and 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 uh, whilst you as a coach you try and you know keep that that uh, level or distance if, if you like um, you also need need them to to work with you and to trust you and all those things so so selection brings up the, those uh, brings those to the fore you know it's uh, it, uh, so my my objective if you like for when when I started was was to ensure that by the time we come to picking or selecting the Olympic team that, that we would have as many or as close to 33, Uh, people as possible or athletes as possible to select from where Mm -hmm. there would be no drop off if you chose a particular group and against another player or what have you. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, my, my personal and gut feel is that I think we achieved that I I think, you know, and of course that the the problem with that objective is that it makes it even harder to select, you know. Um, but but uh, I think we could have taken in, you know sort of any of those players and and put them together and 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 things probably would have been pretty similar. But um, but there there were some criteria which I. I I knew would would be a telling factor, and and of course one of them was the uh, was the heat and 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 um, and that and that I, I think still at the end of the day did play a factor. We we ended up playing three of, of our uh, round games and two of our uh, playoff games in the heat of the day, you know, 10:30 a.m. and so so that. That cumulative effect is what is what I was worried about because it, you know, any player can play in a game one off uh, in in the heat, and and our guys are used to it. Let's let's face it. But um, the for those that had been to Tokyo in the similar almost identical time frame in 2019, mm. um, I think really understood the, the reasoning behind that. Um, and then, then the other one was the was the team first mentality, and and you know I think I think you hopefully saw saw that um, yeah. when when the chips are down, it's it's when when the group binds together, and and uh, and, and that, that was a really important part wow. of of the, of the selection. And then the other one, and um, one of the journalists asked me the other day, and and quite rightly so, was that did Rio. Uh, Affect my my decision making, and in other words, we we had I had picked a quite a a seasoned and experienced team in in Rio, and and perhaps uh, you know as I think you've heard me say a number of times, you are a sum of of your experiences, and and you know whether whether I knew about it or whether it was a subconscious. Sitting there in the background, but yeah, that probably also did play a, a role. And then when you look back through through Olympic history, there are there are lots of different examples to to suggest that there is actually no no one. Um, one way of getting to to that to that medal podium you know there there are lots of different uh, paths and and some of them are with experienced teams and some of them are with really inexperienced teams and you know germany and australia in in 04 and 08 uh, proved that that you can do that with a with a younger team so i think I think uh, yes, you know, experience is is really important, but also so is so is youth and the innocence of youth and and the exuberance of youth that that bring that brings a I think you you just said it before you you wouldn't know that 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 they would only played you know some of them had only played less than less than fifty caps, mm-hmm. uh, and the great thing about um, kids is that is that. But they they don't know what they don't know so so you know the, the, there's no baggage that's just right. oh yeah I can do that and i think we've all experienced that as, as young young adults yes especially guys they, they take their risk takers you know they mm. they take risks naturally so so um i think that's a really uh you know a positive thing that i was hoping would would come to the fore and and uh
0: yeah and it did and it did yeah. well yeah. and yeah, yeah. Um, While we're talking about uh, these young players, you know, um, I know you don't really like to talk about uh, individual players, but uh, just a word on uh, Varun and uh, Simranjit, who came in as alternate players, and there was a little bit of... Uh, doubt whether they will travel, where, where they're going to stay and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how many matches they're going to get to play. But then when they actually got that chance, they 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 showed what they had in them. You know, they, they did really well for the team. So just yeah. uh, how did you kind of prepare them mentally? You know, they didn't make it to that first 16. They were a little bit disappointed. And then they got a call up as alternate players so just that whole part you know of getting them mentally ready
1: yeah uh, look you know again you you'd, you'd love to, to say that that uh, that i had this the secret recipe or the or the silver bullet which uh, which, which helped uh, but uh, but i don't think that that's the case i think i think we we definitely chose those to members because of the skills that they had and because of the of their mentality and 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 the fact that that they would be able to handle it and again one of the things that um, that rio taught me was that that uh, when you have people outside the village or in a 17 18 19 environment you you need you need a positive you need a positive mental attitude and you need to uh, to have someone who is ready to hit the ground running if they need to you know, you. For example, in in Rio, the Argentina brought two of their their guys in just for the final. So, mm. that 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 takes a special a special type of uh, mentality and right. and uh, and so I think from the start, I was I tried to be very honest with them and say, look, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in Rio. We still don't know if you're going. Oh, sorry, in, in in Tokyo, I don't know if you're going to be able to stay in the village. Um, how much of a part of the group are you going to be, whether or not you're going to be able to train with us during... All, there were all those sort of things which were still a little bit up in the air. And, and of course, with COVID, changing things or things were, were changing quite rapidly with, with the whole environment and, and, you know, them cutting down numbers in the village so we weren't quite sure. Mm. Uh, but, as I said, they're, they're both very uh, laid-back characters, you know? I think that, that was an important... Uh, uh, important attribute to have for them. And so when it came to get them then, so when it was it was decided by by IOC and, and FIH that the 17 and 18 would now be able to be selected during the tournament. So normally you would have to, one would come in and one would go yeah. out.
0: And, and yeah. you know,
1: now we, we had the ability where they could come in and, and someone would go out, but they could come back in again. And so you could have changing uh, changing players throughout the tournament. So it was sort of, uh, I, I don't know how, how long you've, you've been in hockey, Nendini, but in 2009, 2010, I think was around that around that period where FIH decided that 18 was now available to, to select from, but only 16 could play. So it was a bit similar uh, type of... Uh, environment where where two people have to pretty much sit out every, every game, and we haven't had to do that for for a very long time. Um, right. As I said, since 2010, so it it was good because in in Delhi in 2010 World Cup, I I, I went through that with with Australia with with Rick, in mm. that we had to manage we had to manage those two guys uh, who who were not necessarily um, able to go into play. Uh, yeah every day you know so so yes i we we told them pretty much straight away look the reason you guys have been selected um this way is 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 because of your your ability to be able to handle it but also your ability to be to be able to to be called upon under pressure and and i think both of them as you started this by saying that that they they uh, they hit the ground running literally um <laughs> i think i think uh, simran Got a goal in his first first match, and so did so did uh, Varun. So that was also very nice to, to be able to give them that opportunity to 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 do that. Mm. Um, the, I think, to be honest though, the the real hero for me uh, has has out of all this has been Krishan Krishan Patak, who's who was our um, second goalkeeper. He, he was number nineteen, and mm. and you know, it was really really difficult for him because you know he he, he didn't get to, to play but um but his positivity on the on whenever he would mix with the group it was so positive it was it was a wonderful thing to have someone like him you know sitting there um supporting uh giving such support uh giving everybody support it, it was it really was a, a, a great tribute to him you know in mm. that it's very easy to, to sit to sit back and go, oh, woe is me and, and feel yeah, sorry for yourself.
0: Yeah. And,
1: you know, you have a victim mentality and, and mm. he certainly did that. And, and so so it's one of them. In fact, it was wonderful to see um, the, the Punjabis, um, the, the Punjab state
0: mm.
1: uh, recognise that, you know? with Yeah, with, absolutely, with, yes. And very lovely to see him, yeah. very happy for him.
0: He is a special player and I will, um, you know, have a chat with him on on this show uh, soon about his Olympic experience. But, um, but just, uh, you know, since we have spoken a lot about this uh, team first mentality, which you inculcated in this team, but uh, there was, there's also something that Manpreet was talking about, which uh, kind of intrigued me. He was talking about how you've got the players to zoom in and zoom Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yes, uh, well, there, there's a there's a book called Great by Choice, and it and uh, you you probably have heard of Good to Great, which is, was was Morrison's first book, but his second one is called Great by Choice, and and in that he he, he talks uh, a lot about being able to zoom out and mm-hmm. look at the big picture, and and you know it's more of a business uh, sense of in in his books, but it's it's applicable across across the both sport and and business, I, I I think and and so, for someone to be able to uh, perform a task or to do things, it's it's often very good to be able to zoom out and say, okay, where where do I fit in this picture of what we are trying to achieve and and uh, and so almost well certainly at the beginning of every camp, but also you know during the camp, I would I would uh, stop the guys and say, look, we need to zoom out here. What what are we trying to achieve? Where are we headed? Uh, not be afraid of talking about you know the gold medal or the bronze medal or the silver medal or the podium you know mm. uh, i think sometimes you know people don't want to jinx it so so they, they 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 put it off and and don't don't talk about it yes we're but i but i i really wanted the guys to be able to um to to zoom out have a look at the big picture and it's the same within a game to be honest when mm. you you, know, you need to be able to zoom out where where, where are all the passes and then zoom back in on on focusing in on on the task at hand it might be to pass it might be to tackle or whatever you so uh, it's applicable across a multiple fields and of course the more you dig into that the, the uh, yeah the the, the the more you get out of it and and uh, so when it came to and, and I, I was tossing up whether to, to use it uh, in the uh, in the semifinal or or just mm-hmm. if we were to get to a medal match, but I, I got the guys to stand on their seats in the, on the morning of the of the uh, of the bronze medal game, and uh, or just before we went out to to the to the ground, um, to say right, we are so used to this. Let's zoom out. I want you to picture yourselves with that medal around your neck, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, and I want you to really really feel it, and I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to feel it, and and. and all did that and and uh and and then to be able to then say right okay let's zoom back in again and these this is what we're doing today this is how we're going to get there and these are the things that we need to do on the pitch Mm -hmm. um now perhaps previously i i I would not have i would not have done that on the day because you know you you really want them you don't want them outcome based Mm -hmm. you want you want them task based and you want them thinking about what they have to do next rather than well, what happens if we win? What happens if we lose? Well, you know that, and that was the good thing about about having had that fifteen months with them, where we, we were able to constantly keep zooming out and zooming back in again. And and I think it's a really uh, yeah, it, it it helps me, uh, but also it, it was nice to hear him, Manpreet, say that as well. He, he, mm-hmm. uh, we we were chatting in the. Um, in, in the plane after it all finished about how and he, he said how important that that was for for what he he's been ta- uh, doing as well
0: right and uh, something something extraordinary we've seen with this team is that ability to bounce back and this conversation you have really highlighted a lot about the mental aspects um, that you've seen um, in these players but but traditionally you know uh, we've never seen the indian team really bounce back from a huge loss uh, I'm talking about that Australia match you know that 7-1 and interestingly I was talking to Rupinder about it and I asked him uh, listen how did that happen you know how how did you overcome that big loss and he he simply said you know what Anthony, it just took us half an hour we said mm-hmm. okay guys we're feeling sad about it this is it it's done with now let's just get on with the next match I mean, this this attitude is something which is even new to us, you know, because we've not really seen the players approach, uh, you know, the matches like this, especially in a tournament like Olympics. So a little bit about that, if you can talk about Yeah, that.
1: Well, um, there, there's a couple of things there. One is that is the is the uh, and we coined the phrase you know next thing mentality but we we have to have a next thing mentality you can't you can't keep looking back and going oh we should have done that we should have done this you no know, the next thing is the thing that's uh, you can change the future you can't change the past you can you can change how you react to the past but you can't change it so um i, I think that that sort of mentality I've, I've tried to bring in since day one along with that team first uh, mentality as well and um, and the other part of that was was a, a thing called the, the the opportunity total, which is the which is the the numbers that sit behind the goals, and mm. that is how many how many opportunities both teams create during a game and the quality of those those opportunities. So, again, from the first game, I I, I showed the guys how we how we do that or how how uh, how I have been doing that in in the past uh, that that every opportunity is counted between one and five and then you end up with a number and that number normally represents what the, probably the score would be if you played that game four Mm. or five times, you know? Mm. And when you, when you look at the the GOT score for that game against Australia, it was something like 60 to Australia or 56 and 40, 45 for India. So Mm. really, you could play that game three or four times and it would be three-two to Australia. Three-all sometimes yeah. if, if you get lucky, it could be three-two. If you get really unlucky and, and and Australia scored every single opportunity they had, it can be seven-one. You know, we've we, we've seen that before in 2014 in the World Cup final, where again, a similar a similar situation where you know, I think the got score at that day was sixty to twenty, which would, would normally mean three one victory, but in fact we we ended up winning, and for Australia was six one. Um, there's a couple, there's a fair few uh, examples of that, and and one of them actually in in my recent past was with um, with the Dutch team. Belgium were uh, in in the Euros 2017 a Tuesday night. I'll never forget the game because because it was really quite uh, remarkable. They scored five goals. The Dutch scored zero, and it was like, my God, it was one of those games where very similar to that 7-1 victory that mm. the, the next on that weekend played the final against the the, the Belgians, and, and Holland won 3-2. The mm. God scores were almost identical. And right. that, that's the turnaround that, that can happen. So uh, it, it's a nice way of at least getting some stability to your reactions, and I think... That's the other part is that you, you you know to to keep consistency of performance you, you can't have these these really really super positive reactions and super negative there needs to be a bit more of a you know balanced approach so don't get too carried away when you when you, you mm-hmm. know if I was Batchy coaching Australia I probably would have would have been saying the opposite to, to the Australia and saying well, well look guys you know. I know 7 one well done great game but in, in, in reality you know um, right. India created, created some really good opportunities they play it pretty well we, we can't get carried away with that result mm. you understand what I'm yeah. getting at yeah so, so that's that's the sort of and then and then we we all sort of drew a line before we entered uh, the village just as we were getting out of the bus we sort of I, I said right let's let's uh, and, and just got them all together and said right. Let's draw a line in the sand. We put that game behind us. We will learn the stuff that we normally do within mm-hmm. our reviews, of, you know, on video and what have you. But as far as everything else is concerned, and at that stage, I already knew knew that God's score was pretty good from a point of view of us as concerned. I thought we, we actually played pretty well that day. We just couldn't put the ball in the net, and they did. And, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 so the learning for us was we need to put the ball in in the in the net. And right. uh, so, so that that's probably I think. The, the the two or three aspects of and of course then it's easy to say that but how the team reacts is another thing and, and that's that was the great thing about about this group they they also from in from internally um, they, they also had the same same mentality you know they so if, if you approach a problem from the top and also from within then then the chances are you, you're going to get better results and and so you know right. The leadership of the group was, was is, is very good and 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 enables the younger guys to to shine as well.
0: Right, and uh, just coming back to you um, again, you know, personally, um, uh, there were probably a few frustrating moments for you. You kept we you kept pointing out about not being able to convert uh, chances and so on and so forth. But but as a coach, um, the job can get a bit lonely. Uh, mm-hmm. For the players, there is a good support system around them to kind of lift them up um, before a game. But but for a coach, uh, how how difficult is it to kind of bounce back? And uh, I'm asking you this because I, I spoke to Short as well, and he was saying, you know, it really can get lonely in this mm-hmm. job. And we do yeah. need somebody to also talk to us.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is true. Um, and what's interesting um, in, in and I'm not sure that I had it or we had it in the group of coaches that were around between 2012 and 2016, but certainly in this in this Olympiad between 16 and 20, um, the head coaches of each of the countries, you know, uh, you know, like Danny Kerry and Max, and, and of course it helps when you've you've worked with them, but Colin as well from from Australia and um, yeah and yeah lots of lots of different coaches. Um, we all share the same problems, you know, and, and whether that be in, in this last six months to twelve months it's been lack of inter, international competition, um, and then you know what happens in the Olympic Games is it becomes very, uh, yeah, you, you feel very isolated, and of course, because you're you're the one, you're it's your head on the block. I mm. think that also helps well when i say helps i think that also means that you feel a bit more alone and, and isolated because you, you know um, you're you're the one who will who will not have a job at the end of this because because of of whatever whatever happens so you know it it, it is uh, now having said that it, it um i've i've also got got some really really good support staff around me at the moment and and, and having them and we, it, it was also a good thing in in Tokyo, we, we had um, all our staff in, in sort of one, uh, one apartment. So, you mm-hmm. know, we could come back and, and chat about things and, and, and talk about how, how we were gonna approach the next little while. And, and I think during a tournament, that's, that's a nice thing to have. Uh, mm-hmm. So you sort of, it, it, it hopefully can, can uh, mitigate most of that feeling alone. Feeling, but uh, but yeah, I, I certainly concur with uh, with short as far as as far as feeling that 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 alone. Uh, but but that's also leadership, you know. Leadership is about about being able to handle that that uh, that being up there by yourself and, and having to make tough decisions uh, in in the heat of battle. And, and uh, you you know you don't always get them right,
0: <laughs> right. but uh,
1: but yeah. hopefully yeah you you, you try and you try and do the best you can.
0: Right, and um, just I know this is still a bit too soon, but have you had the time to introspect uh, about the tournament itself and the performance? Um,
1: yeah, not 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 enough, of course, and that, and that's that's the um, people are always saying. So, what's the roadmap from here? Well, yeah, I, I think if you, if you had if you had the roadmap from here already, then 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 perhaps you're not really. Um, taking into account uh, what's just happened, you know. So I think I think uh, we we have to really analyze the, you, and you have to work with them with them within the culture of what you have. And uh, and for example, you know, in in Holland, I, I was sort of trying to push a little bit more for it, but you you have a you have a club system there that mm. that doesn't necessarily meld in with it. Um, I, I think uh, you know. In Australia, we 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 always had it, and we haven't had it since 1984. And you can you can sort of adjust it depending on the group you have, on depending on on you know how often you have to have international tournaments. But I think um, I I'm a big fan of it. I, I I think it helps you build a culture, and that right. and and you need the group to be together to build a culture. You can't just do it in a in a two week period. And then fly and meet someone the other the other mm-hmm. side of the world. I, I think if you look at, uh, at at Australia, I think that's been a, a major factor in in their consistency in the past. Well, since since I was involved in 1984 the fir, the first Australian Institute of Sport, um, right. that since then there's been a much more. There is they, they've built a culture uh, around it and the Kookaburras and everything else, and I, and I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somewhere, and, and that's what we've had, we, whether we meant to have it, it uh, uh, the pandemic sort of forced it, but it does help with that culture building when you are, when you are with each other. There is, of course, um, there needs to be now some balance with it all. And, and that's always the difficult thing, especially with international competition uh, so prolific, uh, you know trying trying to incorporate back into the club system and 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 the domestic competition is always a a, a very challenging task mm. and uh, but yes um when when the national program is is the king it, it as a national coach, of course, that's that's the great thing that you want, you you know, to mm-hmm. to be able to have access to your players. And 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 having been in 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 Holland, where you know Max struggled a lot with with being able to have access to to his players, and and mm-hmm. totally understandable, and uh, mm-hmm. because because the club system there it, um, takes on a different role, it it, it really provides the um, the development and and what have you that, that a lot of the players go through uh, and then and then the national program sort of puts puts the cherry on on the top yeah. uh, the indian system is is yeah I, I think moving forward one of the things that that uh, that you, you you can't ask a group like we've had to continue in the way that it was, and so that will be our challenge now as to how things are going to work within Sai Bangalore as far as you know quarantine and not quarantine. I think I think what what I'll be pushing for is 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 for for uh, for, for vaccination and pretty much any, anyone who comes in into the camp, so long as they are vaccinated, then then we have to assume that that, that life will be normal and and. Uh, and then we can go back to you know sort of four week camps, and then we travel somewhere, and then you know, mm-hmm. rather than being stuck there for for 18 months, you, you, that's not sustainable long term.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, coach. And uh, just uh, before I let you go, just um, a couple of questions: uh, shorter Olympic cycle now, with a lot mm-hmm. of big tournaments back to back. You know, our Commonwealth Games, Asian Games. We'll also play the Asia Cup um which which is actually a qualifying tournament for the world cup as well so um just just uh you know um i know it's too soon to ask you but uh, but uh, has there been a roadmap already um what yeah well
1: it, um and that's the thing with a with a roadmap you um you do you do have to you we've, we've got the the milestones you know um mm. Pro League probably will start it depending on Asian Champions Trophy uh, over the next little little while, but I um, think that looks like it's probably going to be pushed back a bit. Um, yep. But you've got, got the Asian Games, um, champion, uh, sorry, Champions Trophy, Asian okay. Games, Pro League, um, Commonwealth Games, and then, of course, uh, beginning of 23, World Cup, um, and then and then the, uh, the, the Olympics in, in 24 in Paris. So there, there's those roadblocks are there. What we do between those roadblocks is what what this next month or so is going to be about is, is, is really, as I said, um, making sure that that, that we um, analyse all the all the games that have happened uh, during this Olympics and see see what what things different different teams are doing because when in the heat of battle. All you really get to do is to prepare for, for, for the games that you that you're about to play, and and of course with back to back, and then you get one day off, and it, you know that it, it really is quite a, a hectic thing, and and a lot of the work that was done was done previous to, to the Olympic Games, so you know yeah. your scouting and all that, that that sort of thing has happened beforehand. So yeah, yeah that's the first step. As I said, I've really been going to be very interested in getting the feedback from the players as to what they saw when they, when they were looking, certainly live at, at players to see what, what sort of skills we need to be developing, but, but certainly we need to uh, accelerate our learning because um, we have a lot of work to do to, to really, you know, <clears throat> to, to be up there all the time and having been through it with Australia and seeing how Belgium uh, have done it, it it's not it, it's not linear. You know, it's not like oh well, we, we're third here, then we should be second there, then we should be first yeah. there. It, it, sport doesn't work like that. You know, you you have to consistently keep improving, but that that doesn't necessarily mean that the results will continue to do that. But if you get to a point where, and that's where perhaps Belgium and, and Australia might be at the moment, is that they're you know five percent better. Uh, Belgium are probably 5% better than, than Australia. And, and, you know, to, to win consistently and have that sustained success, you need to be aiming for to be above that, you know. Right. To, and, right. and so that when when you have a bad day or a, a few players are, are not having a good day, you can still uh, triumph on, on that day. And, and you can win a quarterfinal or a, and a semifinal. And, and, and that's the problem with, with, with the system that, that we have is that quarterfinals, um, and it will continue to happen, I have, have taken, you know, Australia, it, it happened in Rio, um, here it happened to the Dutch and, and yeah. it also also to GB in Rio, you mm-hmm. know, it happened and, and I think one of the things that countries have to have to be careful of is overreacting to that you know and and mm-hmm. just because uh, a quarterfinal is lost does not mean your whole program is is is, is bad you know it, it, it it's a one game thing and it and if the if the signs are there that things are getting better then I think that's a real uh, a real positive so again it, it's about trying to focus on the process and, and okay the the outcomes will will be there and um but right. We need to somehow find that extra, you know, 20%, if you like, between now and Paris.
0: Mm. And just uh, since you have been part of five Olympic Games, uh, what are your thoughts on how the Tokyo Olympics was, you know, because it was, in fact, held in in the midst of a pandemic? Just, uh, just how different was this experience for you? You know, the Games Village or just the competitions?
1: Yeah, well... I- I think the village was was uh, there was not a lot different to be honest maybe the fact that in the second half um normally there, there's a lot more partying going on um, yeah. and people stay you know in, in in the old days everyone would just stay the whole two weeks and and so um people would would be in the village that had really had nothing to do except you know go out and 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 socialize and cause have havoc and you know um, yeah. that, and that can be distracting when because because uh, hockey historically and and still to this day pretty much goes from the first day through to almost the last. Mm. Um, so so we're we're the ones that that suffer if if we're trying to get sleep while while partying going on. So that that was the first thing. It seemed as though the village um, ended up being a lot more quieter in that second half, which was a real positive thing for for performance. Mm. Uh, but but the village itself was. It was just beautiful, really, as good a village as I've I've seen. The the infrastructure was fantastic, uh, the people were so friendly. Seriously, unbelievably friendly. You know, there, there was I, I can't remember having an interaction with with one of the volunteers that was not positive. You know, it mm. was uh, it, it was wonderful, and uh, they, they should be really proud. and and I and I'm sure it was a blow up. Uh, about the the fact that the, the public really you know didn't didn't really want the the games mm-hmm. you, you certainly could not tell from from any any of the interactions that, that, that mm-hmm. we had with with the japanese people that they did a marvelous job um, and uh and I, I think what it actually um because we prepared ourselves a lot for maintaining the bubble as we Mm. called it and uh and uh, i think it's probably been one of the easier bubbles to maintain because there were not the distractions for example in london there was a Mm. uh, a um, a, a westfield shopping center on Mm. the outskirts and so that, that was always sort of calling you to go and have a coffee or go outside and of course that was a you know one one and a half kilometre walk or two kilometre walk by the time you get over there. And so all of that has a cumulative effect on, on tiredness, but also distractions. And, and so perhaps this games was a little bit easier to keep the athletes uh, um, focused. I think this group was, was already in that headspace anyway. So that, that was a real positive, but, um, and as, as I said, we, we talked about it. We, we, we had a, you know, a graphic with all the things that could affect us, and and um,
0: mm.
1: making sure that, that that we kept them out, and and that and, uh, and and that we built off each other, and and that was part of I suppose the the team first mentality. Mm. The interesting one, of, of course, always with that is family, and you know, um, I think we we, we characterised it in the graphic by by having the family part in and part out because you you know mm. you, you want that interaction with them, but you you don't want them want it wanted to be a distracting, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh
1: yeah so I don't know if that if, if if that sort of sums it up but it, it absolutely really...
0: it does. It does. Thank yeah. you very much, Coach. And just uh, before I let you go, I hope you have booked your holiday in Goa yeah. perhaps or Andaman. Yeah, no,
1: well that the question now we have is is where can we go? And 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 um you know we we went to Goa, and it's a beautiful place. And, and uh, I mean, it, it seems to be our fallback. Okay, let's go to Goa and and one of the tiger reserves, you know. Mm, <laughs> but, yes. think, uh, but but yeah, Spain might might be an option. I don't know, um, or, or or South Africa. Other than that, it's very difficult to you know to get anywhere because um, no one wants you, even even when you're vaccinated. And I was hoping that <laughs> that the world would open up a bit more when when you with vaccinations, but yeah. That they're still not uh, uh, allowing people to travel as much as what what we'd hoped.
0: Yes, yes, but I do really hope you get a very good break, uh, and I hope you yeah. just, uh, spend some time with your family, who you yeah, haven't yeah. seen in a very long time. But thanks so much. Uh, thanks. No, thank,
1: thanks for having us. In, enjoyable and and uh, well, yeah, I'm excited about what what uh, what Indian hockey can do in the next uh, four years
0: absolutely these are exciting times and we really hope this euphoria continues all through the next olympic cycle and we 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 double the the support and the and the fans um, you know indian team has actually gained during this olympic games i must tell you that uh, you know uh, a lot of the conversations were happening around the olympics you had people from different professions you know talking about hockey the men and the women's team, you know, you had lawyers, doctors, IT professionals, all of them were so excited about the performance. And and I just hope this kind of continues, you know, uh, into the next yeah. cycle as well. Well,
1: I think I think everyone knows that it, and someone put it this way, and I'm not sure who it was, but I, I liked it in that in that uh, hockey beats in the heart of, of, of Indians and it's yes. sort of, and it's at the moment, it's coming out, you know, and, yes. and it's really nice to see.
0: Absolutely. And thanks to you, coach. You've been a huge part of that success and uh, hope to see you soon. Thank you very much for joining us in the show.
1: No worries. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.